0: Hello, and welcome to episode 165 of Checkpoint Chat. My name is Alessandro Barbosa. I'm joined, as always, by Meth Figuera. You had this intense look of concentration. <laughs> I was concentrated
1: on the time Before, code. Until I, I thinking... realized you were looking up the episode number. Because you just... Yes because often before we start recording you go quiet there's just a pause we give ourselves some time you obviously compose yourself this Mm. time though you were like
0: (laughs) you were like I was I was watching the time code at the bottom I'll I'll let you into a little production secret I always have to start on either like a zero or a five, so like twenty <laughs> seconds or twenty-five seconds. I don't Amazing. know why it doesn't help the editing process. It's just it's just a, nice a little thing. habit. Yeah, it's a little thing. Why would I start an episode when it's like twenty-three seconds in? That's just well, that's, that's just like crazy talk.
1: Good, good friend Gareth, who you've met. He, I, I have memories of driving with him, and he cannot have the radio on an odd
0: number. Same absolutely the same even number to drive him crazy absolutely <laughs> the same this is why we get along mm-hmm. you know no i'm i'm the to say even numbers it's on i mean it's the car it's the tv volume it's like all the things it has to be an even number it <laughs> it drives me insane okay so it has to be an even number or it has to be divisible by five sure so I can do an even number, so but I can also do 35. Yeah, yeah, I can do 35. That's fine. Because that feels like, it feels like halfway and half is still even. So
1: do you ever sit down, look at the volume on your TV, pump it up to like 36 and say, now we're even
0: all the time. <laughs> That's literally what I do. And then, sure. and then <laughs> I'm just grateful that no one is around to to witness that. To ask that you why you into your TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why am I talking to my amplifier <laughs> in a sultry voice?
1: Shani doesn't say anything, but she's just she just side-eyeing and going, oh my God, I can't believe it. <laughs> no, Shani's
0: bringing here? me Red Bull right now. She's very she's nice
1: like, to me. What an OG. <laughs> Where's my we, Red Bull? Oh, Lenska's not even here. Damn it.
0: <laughs> Lenska's not even here to give you Red Bull. <laughs> she's not
1: even here. But Will she does she give you coffee usually during the, uh, during the recording. She does. she. So. she Goes off, gets coffee, and then very kindly brings me some coffee back. Coffee's one of those things. Like I've always enjoyed coffee. Okay, mm. no, no spoilers here. But when lockdown hit and we couldn't get takeout coffee, we, we became very much like, oh man, this sucks. Like you can't go out and get a <laughs> coffee now.
0: God damn it! The world is burning. But I can't get my coffee. The world is
1: burning. No, but you know what I mean? Like little things you take for granted, you just couldn't. Like, I, one of the worst things I couldn't guard running, I had to run around the property. Oh, Hashtag God. never, never want to do that again.
0: <laughs> you ran around your garden, I remember.
1: Exactly. It was great. Good but then, Lord. so like at the office, I'll have coffee, no problem, whatever. In fact, we have a, a nice ritual where. Every morning we get a coffee before we start working, like sometime in the afternoon around three or four, we just get up, have a break, go get coffee, speak some shit. It's a good time. But I've never really been a takeout coffee person. Like I enjoy it, but I'm not mm. the person to be like, hey, let's go get coffee. Mm. Until lockdown hits, it was like, man, I really enjoy takeout coffee. Now it's one of those things where working at home, Lensk and I will be sitting down and be like... We could do the coffee. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if uh, if Tom's going out at all. <laughs> if he could bring us coffee on the way back or something. And it's always it's, just, it's always it's Croft,
0: a, I assume. It's always, always a good Croft. cappuccino yeah. from Croft.
1: Croft, Croft makes a, a damn fine coffee. I mean, look, some places are you know sufficient, but Croft is just it's up there, along with the likes of I'd say, the Seattle does a good coffee.
0: Seattle does good coffee, man. Yeah. I I think they. Okay, so they have a flat white, which apparently is not actually a flat white, because every time I order a flat white at any other restaurant, it's different. Um, <clears throat> but their flat white is like, uh, I think it's a double, or you can get a double, shots of espresso and just a little bit of milk. So it's not like, it's almost like the the one we used to get in uh, Madeira, the uh Shineza, yeah yeah Mm. it's it's very similar to that so i like it a lot uh and their coffee yeah their coffee is pretty good i used to get a lot of their coffee when i worked at the discovery building because there was one Mm. in the building but now now i don't so although at the new office because now i go into the office for work um i drink an obscene amount of nespresso like Oh, no. It's like 12 o'clock and I've maybe had four shots, like sure. four espressos oh, already. That's a lot. Which is probably bad for my heart and I'm probably going to die. But, <laughs> boy, the buzz that I get, fucking great. It just great. kicks
1: you in the teeth and you go, I can code now.
0: I justified to myself that it's better than an energy drink because it's caffeine and water as opposed to like sugar and like aspartame or something like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, isn't it the thing, like, I don't know how true this is, but... I remember hearing or reading way back when like oh red bull's got enough caffeine to you know <clears throat> rival like five cups of coffee or 10 cups oh, of coffee like I don't that's know if super that's not true. So yeah, if I look seems... at this
0: red bull right here its new cactus flavor it's pretty good. Sure. Um caffeine per single serving so that's 250 mils, is 80 milligrams. Mm-hmm. Okay. A single espresso is 60 so okay. two espressos in, I'm already beating this bad boy. Um, but <laughs> then that's a the bit scary content. because, like, if I'm having like three or four espressos a day, I'm like borderline 200, 250 that milligrams is of caffeine. a lot of
1: milligrams of caffeine. Yeah,
0: it's it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. I have a colleague at work who told me he took pre workout that had five hundred milligrams of caffeine, oh. and I'm like, you're gonna die. Um, so
1: wow, would you need that much caffeine? Uh,
0: you don't. Now, you, did you no, did no human on earth that.
1: Or did he run into the room and power walk on the spot? So I've had 500 milligrams He was just talking about a and workout the day before. Out. Oh my
0: God. I, I just can't. Your poor heart. Your poor, poor heart. Um, he's alive That's still. Crazy. So I guess. <laughs> How I do you know he's not an apparition?
1: <laughs> it <could be> an- <laughs> you turn over to one of your other colleagues. Like, I can't believe Brandon had 500 milligram. <laughs> <And> they're <laughs> a like, pre-workout the pre- drink. Brandon? Like, Brandon died five years ago. <laughs>
0: he has so much caffeine his spirit is still going you know oh my and then everyone
1: like edges away from like he died five years ago at the coffee machine <gasps> <Ooh. laughs> Nah, i love I lo-
0: it's what, one of the good things about being back in the office is just like coffee i can just get up like you said get up um walk to the coffee machine and have like a five minute breather you know what i mean um yeah and we get lots of snacks it's actually really bad um It's hard to say no to snacks when there's like ice creams in the fridge and yogurts Mm. and chips and chocolates. And yesterday they brought chocolate croissants to the office from Forno's. chocolate croissants! Have you had those? Oh, Mm. yeah, my my office does the same. They're real good. God, they're so good! They are ridiculously good. Um, I'm a convert. Those 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 croissants just mm.
1: next level. how much of the croissant market Fournose has? Because when we were going to the office, I'm pretty sure on Fridays, the croissants we got were also from Fournose. So-
0: I tell you, when they're that good, it doesn't matter. they they just... Uh, owner of
1: Fournose I, I, on a private desert island, living off croissant money.
0: <laughs> I'm going to be moving near your hood soon. Well, I don't know how close I will be to you, but will be in the Branston area, but you'll still we're,
1: be at home. So about, but I mean, I think next year we'll have a, a lot of hybrid systems. So I'll probably be going in a couple of times a week. Mm. Um, so do I'm, you know where in Branston?
0: It's literally across the road from Google, um, which is apparently near VW Branston.
1: Now, where is that in relation to the campus?
0: Uh, so it's it's... Uh, not far, but it's further away from the campus. Like, we are not close to the William Nickel, um, uh, uh turnoff. We are on William Nickel Drive, but not oh, no. not near the uh, uh the shitshow the that off. there's that turnoff. Yeah,
1: mm. are you towards Monte Casino or towards the direction? Oh, so you might not be too far. I think, Let's I see. think
0: we'll be within like five minutes' drive of each other. Mm. We can do those lunches.
1: <laughs> those five minutes on William Nichols equal thirty <laughs> minutes. That's <been laughs> yeah,
0: the two Ks on William Nichols, like half an hour. <laughs> we
1: could walk. To- <laughs> yeah, we'll, I'm we'll telling you, we
0: could do year. that. I'm 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 down. But yeah, I'm I'm keen keen for that. Although the area I work in now is really nice. It's also close to you. It's close to where you live. It's like mm. there's so many cool places around that I'd never heard of. Like people talk about restaurants called what was the one that was mentioned the other day? Brian Lara. Apparently very I've nice.
1: heard Bri- isn't Brian Lara in London? Yeah. No.
0: Is it? Yeah, it's in London.
1: Oh, okay. I've heard of it. Yeah, I've heard lots about the Brian Lara. Brian Lara,
0: Lara restaurant. Oh, uh, London. <laughs>
1: it's like Brian Lara, famous cricketer. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Brian Lara Rum Eatery in London.
1: Yeah, okay. That sounds It looks very nice. That's kind of, although if you're working where you are, yeah, I guess it's not that far. Yeah,
0: that's the thing. Like Parktown, <clears throat> I drive like two minutes and it's like Parkhurst and I drive mm. two minutes in another direction and it's Linden and yeah, it's pretty central. Pretty cool. Nice. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. Pretty cool. But you know what else is pretty cool? Video games.
1: Sure.
0: Video games, pretty fucking great. I'll tell you that. And we've been playing lots of them that are yeah, we, similar to each other.
1: <laughs> are they? Yeah, we missed that last week because we if we, we spoke about the good Nintendo Switch OLED. Gone. Nintendo came and collected my baby. Rip. Uh <laughs> um, but yeah, we Spe- obviously Speaking didn't of talk a Nintendo
0: about, Switch, did you oh finish okay, Metroid with, Dread with Metroid on the okay. Nintendo Switch OLED?
1: Good Lord, here you are. I didn't finish it on the OLED, unfortunately. Hang on, let me just get this little timestamp here. Uh, not on the OLED, but I did I did play and finish Metroid Dread on the combination of my OG Switch and my Switch Lite. <laughs> Damn. O- Damn. OG so- Switch to, to secure the good game footage, which uh, video watches you should be seeing pretty soon when my computer decides to do its thing. There you go. Look at this! This 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 game is just something. Mm. So it's beautiful. Pretty, um, but yeah, pretty. I played. I played and finished Metroid Dread. It took me. The, my in-game time says seven and a half hours, but I've since learned that the time pauses when you are looking at the map. Oh, um, okay. And I don't know if it takes into account um, every time you like fight a boss again or die. Um, so I'd I say I'm going to guess I played. It took me like eight to nine hours, and at your your draft time will differ based on mm-hmm. how mm. you know how, how how much do you want to complete the game because obviously there's a lot of little holes and nooks and crannies with power ups and extra extra things you can go collect. I mean, um, you were I,
0: saying you only had around 30% item was, completion. Yeah,
1: it a 30 30 to 35% item completion. That is more because I just wanted to see this game out, and I will be revisiting it. In the near future, because spoiler, I really enjoyed Metroid Dread. Shocker, Matthew loves the Metroidvania. For 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 those of you don't know, I mean, you've you've obviously heard us talk about the Metroidvania genre, and that obviously Metroid is one half of that. With the original Metroid on the uh, NES way back in, I don't know, did it come out? Must have been in the eighties, like mid Uh, eighties. I can check
0: for you quickly. The first Um, Metroid,
1: but I mean, that was. I, I could be wrong. That was uh, uh, 1986. Yeah, the the first game that did the whole. You know, you you can technically get around the whole map, but you can't actually because you need to get abilities to you know either reach new areas, unlock doors, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. you know, it's got the foundation. It was the foundation of that formula, and I think Metroid, you know, had a it, like Metroids an iconic franchise, but it's kind of been absent the last decade or two um like i could be wrong but i don't think there's been any standout metroid games besides maybe you know i think the metroid 2 remake was well received on the 3ds 3DS, yeah um but this game metroid dread is actually a sequel to metroid fusion which came out in 2002 i think it was a long time ago then this is like essentially metroid
0: 5 in the classic lineage yeah
1: um so i mean this this is a a game that is long overdue, but I don't know the, the studio who did this play ticked all the boxes and they've put together a phenomenal Metroid title with all, all the signature things you'd expect, you know, Mm -hmm. the big sprawling levels, lots of collectibles to get. And just, I don't know. It's, it's got that, that Metroid flavor of you just got your little pew pew cannon, which over time you slowly upgrade, you get abilities. you got the good morph ball ability, um, which you obviously just use to dig deeper into this alien planet that you are exploring. Um, mm-hmm. And man, look at that armor. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it
0: looks real good. <laughs>
1: it's Yeah, but I mean, some things that make this game just really stand out to me is that normally, I mean, th- this particular point could be hit or miss for some people. Um, but normally when you play a Metroidvania, you might, you know, you get a new ability, say, if I want to thumb suck at average, like every hour, an hour and a half, and then you use that to know go back explore somewhere else get new parts of the map to you know obviously get another ability or thing uh metroid dread throws you new things like so thick and fast it, it's insane how many power-ups you get by the end of the game where it's literally like you start off with you know your good little pew pew shots and eventually get a power shot which it eventually mm-hmm. turns into something else and something else and they just come so thick and fast which it it could like i said it could be perceived negatively because it doesn't give you time to really appreciate something you've just picked up because it mm-hmm. feels like the next upgrades around the corner but man it, i just reached a point where i was like how how much more stuff can they possibly give me i feel like i filled out my arsenal and you just they have so many power-ups You like overwhelmed yeah they they just continue to to throw them at you and it's not a not a bad thing at all in my opinion i mean and like mm-hmm. some of them are just modifiers to existing abilities like I mentioned you—you've got your normal shot, and then that shot gets modified into something else, which lets you reach other areas. Um, yeah, but it just—it just shows how well this game is designed. Because my goodness, there's so many like different you know kinds of doors and obstacles, but you always sort of like led the right way, and you never feel—I mean, I suppose at the beginning of the game you might feel a bit lost because you're obviously taking in the, all the systems and that, but it's unreal how these levels are designed um coherently that you know when you you get a new ability you pop out somewhere it's like oh like i've just appeared back here how did how did they do that how did this happen yeah yeah and not only that it's almost done in a way where you just you pop up in a new area and you walk forward it's like oh well this is where i need to go anyway (laughs) and like rinse and repeat that for you know all seven to ten hours of the game it's like how did they design this it's just unreal how Everything just fits and it you know, it's 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 cordoned off according like I, I'm sure speedrunners will find ways to break the game, but you mm. an average gamer, you are gonna just play it you're like damn, this thing just fits together so well and it's yeah, it's really, really well designed. Like some of the best map design I've seen uh in a long time. So and did
0: you feel like <clears throat> I know I've heard <clears throat> the sentiment that maybe if you're not familiar with uh, Metroid games, you might find the map a bit like perplexing because like it expects you to shoot at like rocks to reveal like hidden yeah, so areas and stuff so did you ever yeah, get the, like really lost you know what
1: uh, I mean? yeah i had i had maybe one or two instances where i was like i don't know where to go but that being said like i mentioned earlier the game is designed in a way that it almost keeps you it's weird because like a metroidvania is meant to be about like exploring this big area and figuring out where to go but this game is so good at like forcing you to stay in a specific area Mm -hmm. if i could put it like that until you figure out how to get out of it it's like i'm in this pit for example and there's no way out except oh like i have to shoot this wall and then proceed whatever like that's a dumb example but when you play the game you'll see for yourself that it's you're very much restricted to a certain area um you're not like running back to where you started in the game for example going oh maybe there's a hidden wall here it's very much like no you're in the right place you just need to figure out how to get through here Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, look, uh, like I said, it, it takes some getting used to. But once you figure out the map system and, you know, you, you'll you pull it up pretty regularly, like, I think I need to go there. And that's usually where you need to go. Um, so, yeah.
0: So, what did you think about the, um, I mean, we j- j- if you're watching the footage now, you're seeing the first encounter with an Emmy. little which Emmy. Is, uh, These are enemies peppered throughout the game that are... Mm for all intents and purposes, indestructible at the time mm. that you meet them. Um, and they patrol areas where you kind of have to, like, just get around them. Um, yeah. And they, I'm going to say they instant kill you if they find you because the, the timing on the counter is both random it's, and extremely difficult to pull difficult off. It's difficult to pull so off, yeah. Yeah, so, so yeah, what do you I think about those areas? That's,
1: yeah, I suppose that's a, a good segue into the difficulty of the game where. Uh, the Emmys themselves like let us start there. they are like you mentioned a if they if they grab you it's a one hit one kill unless you manage to i don't know against all odds, like here I actually got grabbed by mistake did <laughs> <Ripped. laughs> not expect that, but no that's how quick death is um but Joe, yeah, if you don't get the counter, if you are dead and you have to i mean you don't it's you don't lose that much progression, you just start mm. outside the room um but yeah, I think initially when you when you first encounter them, they are a very scary presence yeah. <laughs> Because you're figuring the game out and good Lord, there's this robot following you around and you don't know how to get around. Um, but I will say, as the game goes on, like the MEG encounters, encounter, they obviously become more challenging. Like they they either have modifiers or different weapons at their disposal to make your life hell. Mm-hmm. Um, but it becomes a great adrenaline rush. If you are seen, it's a thing of, I need to escape fast. And it doesn't matter where I'm going, as long as I just put distance between me and this terminator-esque robot that's just stalking (laughs) me it's arnold schwarzenegger
0: god if this was on pc that would be a mod just like different incarnations of arnold schwarzenegger just hunting you down
1: um but i i think that they're a pretty cool uh addition to this game it just it mixes up the you know the the whole thing of i'm just traversing an area shooting random enemies and Mm -hmm. you know balancing that with okay well now i have to be more stealthy i have to obviously see where this Emmy is, I need to, you know, wait for it to walk past or alert it and just figure out how to get past it, you know, like loop mm-hmm. around, jump over it, that sort of thing. Um, and yeah, I, I quite liked it. I mean, by by the end, I think you sort of, you know, like any typical horror game or thriller, you become used to the threats and it's not so much a threat anymore. Um, mm-hmm. You, them like, out, you of, figure them out, sort of. You figure them out. Yeah, but like I said, they they do get tools later that make them, you know, it keeps the challenge... Um, it keeps the threat very real. Like you can't just go, oh it's another Emmy. I'm just gonna mm. you know breeze past it or whatever.
0: I mean um, in my I, in my limited time I quite enjoyed the uh, the thrill of like you're in it because they, they're confined to certain areas. Yeah. Um
1: exactly. Yeah, they don't and, follow you throughout the whole map.
0: Yeah, like I, I very quickly found like okay, being stealthy is super not what the game expects of me. It wants me to just blitz through these areas and just be mm. evasive. So it's, it almost becomes like a platforming puzzle. Like, okay, mm. he's moving there. How do I get around him? Um, and yeah. those, those moments, they feel like small little chase sequences. And I, mm. I quite enjoy them.
1: Yeah, yeah, I also, also really enjoy them. But I mean, that does, I suppose, link to the difficulty of the game where some people will play it and I think be immediately put off by the instant dead states. Because it yeah. is punishing, like you 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 get grabbed, you miss time your counter, which we've said very difficult to pull off, and you're dead and you start outside the room. Like so you lose like a minute of progression, maybe two, depending on how long you've been playing. Um but that aside, even even the bosses themselves are are pretty damn challenging. Like I have to believe that if you are not accustomed to playing, you know, difficult games, you will maybe be put off, but like, damn, this is just it's just too hard. Mm-hmm. But in the game's defense, it's like any other challenging game where it's a thing of, okay, you just have to learn to read the enemy's patterns. And I think with Metroid specifically, or at least this, this specific game, the patterns, be- it's, it's unreal how you start at a, at a boss. You go, man, like this boss is just kicking my butt. Until you figure out the pattern, it's just like, it becomes a cakewalk. Like, oh, it's actually Earth, not that difficult. Yeah. I recognize all, like, it's different in a game like you know, this compared to something say like a Dark Souls, where you know you learn to read the the boss's movements, but they be sometimes so unpredictable or just move too quickly that it's hard to react in time. Whereas I felt in Metroid Dread, it's very much like there's maybe three to four, maybe five different move sets, and they telegraphed pretty like straightforward like in a straightforward manner. That, like I said, you eventually beat a boss like oh. That, that was actually easy. I could probably beat it the first time if I replay the game again, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so it's yeah. it's more like just learning yeah. the pattern recognition and just exactly, like figuring yeah. out what you need to yeah. do.
1: Yeah, but it, it's got that good old school vibe where I often think of games like say Metal Slug is, is one that comes to mind where it's just this boss, you, there's no health bar, but you know, if you shoot them, they flash right and they're taking damage and you just chip away at this invisible... Number um, to bring it to zero and I like that it's just very retro to me and Metroid Red's got that the the bosses do have like big health bars but when you overcome them it's that good rush of yeah (laughs) I did it and it's usually followed by like hey here's another ability it's like how many abilities can this game give me like goodness just too much (laughs) yeah I, I really enjoyed it and I think when you get around to it you definitely will as well
0: yeah, I, I, I definitely think I'm going to enjoy the hell out of it. Um mm. it it seems like my sort of game, you know, I I've enjoyed lots of Metroidvania's in the past, like, you know, Hollow Knight and uh, mm. most most recently um Symphony of the Night, um mm. which is where like Castlevania and you know where 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 yeah. Metroidvania really like combined into a thing you know because Castlevania kind of did its did its own version it, of the Metroid yeah, the Metroid exactly. formula so yeah,
1: um, yeah. but you, you, you'll see it I mean so like in those are two good examples Hollow Knight and Symphony of the Knights just look at this Lenske did bring me a coffee what a good wife <laughs> she's just <laughs> waiting yeah because Alessandra <laughs> got, a, got a Red Bull and I was saying Lenska's not here with my coffee <laughs> we are so spoiled Red <laughs> Bull and yeah, we are spoiled. thank you <laughs> Um, but so Hollow Knight and Symphony of the Nights are good examples of like, you'll get a new ability and it's not necessarily immediately obvious where you should go. Mm -hmm. It's a thing of like, oh, I can dash now. Let me go poke around the map till I figure Mm. out where to go. Like, honestly, Metroid doesn't have that problem. It, It really feels like the way the map is designed, you always end up exactly where you need to be. I mean, unless you veer off the beaten path and you, you know, you go explore and do other things you know you get an ability you want to go poke around in that one room you knew you couldn't get to before but if you just play in like an almost linear manner it's it's unreal how things come together and like everything's just locked off in a Mm -hmm. way that yeah you'll see when you play it you'll be like wow (laughs) how did they pull this together like i I do
0: really like the one feature of the map where when you get a new ability it will highlight well you can you can basically filter all the uh, exactly. or highlight all the areas where that ability now applies yes. so you can see yeah. exactly on the map like oh cool these are all the areas i can immediately mm. go and test and that you know maybe people say that takes away from the exploration but that certainly reduces the amount of frustration um in my view like to have that at a glance is really cool yeah um And i appreciate that sort of design it's like very respectful of your time too because in in symphony of the night there was nothing like that and it was Mm. (laughs) symphony of the night was interesting because there were moments where i was looking at the map and squinting and looking for little like pathways that maybe hadn't been colored in yeah Yeah. and uh you know i backtracked a lot in that castle and i appreciated it because like i found things while i was backtracking but also Mm. There were moments of like, where do I go? I just want to fucking yeah, like like progress, going, yeah. like, please.
1: Exactly. So um, yeah,
0: I guess that's where you see the modern versus the old in exactly. terms of design elements. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, Metroid Dread. Um, if you've got a Switch, but highly recommend it. It is, and it like it's a beautiful title. Runs so it is, smoothly. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's been just missed the I mean, OLED. Rip! It My looks <laughs> so
0: good on the OLED. My God, yeah. it really, really um, does. But you know, yeah. d-
1: definitely don't don't miss it if you do have a switch. Like it's it's one of it's it's frustrating because it's one of those things where I I know it's a good game, I know it's reviewed very well, mm. but when it comes to game of the year conversations, I'm like I just don't know if it has the clout to mm-hmm. you know stand up with and like maybe it's unfair of me to say that maybe it will but Mm -hmm. it feels like this is a game that many people sleep on and it's unfair Mm. because it's it's really really just i mean that's just been the
0: problem with metroid all over like uh, i was Mm. listening to another podcast and one of the comments that really surprised me was that metroid has never been big in japan which i never knew or never assumed yeah and that's partly why nintendo just doesn't focus on it is because like it is not a big franchise in Japan, and Metroid Dread sold better in Japan, but it's still not like setting the world on fire. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, that could explain why it, there's so many gaps between releases because, mm. like, it is a very Western focused title. Um, only. Yeah. And even then, it's still got its niche appeal. You know, like, we mm. rave and rave about Hollow Knight, but I also don't think Hollow Knight's like sold like fucking millions. You know what I mean? Mm. So. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that is a Metroid Dread.
1: Mm-hmm. Good time.
0: It thankfully isn't dreadful. Oh, it oh.
1: <laughs> no, also just isn't gonna, dreadful. I'm going to let that myself. hang here. There. I'm going to segue myself here. Um, no, it isn't back, dreadful.
0: Back for back for blood. Dread. Hang on. Blood. Sorry. Back
1: left for blood.
0: for blood. <laughs>
1: back for dead back um, for dead let me just get that footage running you well.
0: zombies my goodness for life for, <laughs> zombies for life live life hang on where zombies where's this footage oh I'm okay. running out of bad puns to to cover your your footage hunting here I'm you so sorry need actually, a fun you know, this
1: footage. is this is bad production okay bad, bad so. for
0: back for blood the uh the uh oh well, I guess Looter Shooter now almost in a way, but more cooperative zombie game from the creators of uh, Left 4 Dead, uh, Left Turtle War, Studio. Um, yeah. also creators of Evolve, uh which Yeah, Back for Blood. Who knew? Back for Blood <laughs> a good game. Um
1: Back for Blood, real good. So we we, we both
0: are. played this in beta and mm. um I think we both came away from the beta going, yeah, that's fun. Mm-hmm. But also like I don't know if I will pay full price for this, you know, type of thing. Yeah. And then lo and behold, got added to Game Pass <laughs> on PC and Xbox. Our Lord and, and Savior,
1: full Spencer says, bless you all. Yeah. <laughs> Blood
0: on Game Pass. <laughs> you guys, you guys deserve a treat this Halloween. So, Back for Blood is on the Game Pass. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, I, while well, you've been playing it. I haven't had a I chance play, yeah. to to play it. So, how does it uh, fare now that it's like the so full I think- thing?
1: I think what the beta was misleading about was how long this game is. Mm-hmm. Um so I mean we play we both played the beta and we thought this is act one. It's about how long did it take us? Like two I mean, hours? That maybe, bet, maybe, yeah, was it was like two
0: or three. I was still but surprised at how long well, how much content was in the beta at least. And I was so, like, Wow. Yeah. So
1: the beta had most of Act One, but there, are, there, are, you'll be surprised to you know there are more levels that were obviously left out because you know in Act for the main One. game, whatever. In Act One, what? Act One is okay. real long. It took so when I played Act One with um, good friend Brad, it took us like not no jokes about three hours, and that was just on normal difficulty, not replaying any levels, anything, just making our way through Act One. So, yeah, super long, which not not a bad thing. Um, but mm-hmm. just surprising because if if you've played Left 4 Dead one or two, I mean, both games had four to five um, campaigns each, and they were about an hour. about an hour, an hour and each. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're looking at like five to six hours to run it from beginning to end. Now I've still not finished Back for Blood because uh-huh. we we are being stubborn my, my crew and I we are playing on veteran difficulty which is just one up from normal you being um, stubborn which,
0: with the hard difficulty which, never, which, never okay but
1: but listen the, we're playing one up from normal we are not playing on the hardest difficulty which honestly I don't know how people played on that difficulty at least you know to in my experience the game on veteran is a, proving to be a real challenge so act one we played normal difficulty no issue um, and then paired up with more friends of ours who got the game a bit later and we are now playing on veteran difficulty. And let me tell you, the the, the bump in challenge, it's... Huge. My goodness. They're, they're, it's an out-and-day. Like, <laughs> veteran is way more challenging because um, you take more damage. I imagine... Um, uh, could be wrong, but I think more special infected spawn, which mm. just ramps things up. Um, that's good to me know.
0: because that's. I think if you go back to our beta discussion, that was the one thing I was like, <clears> it feels <throat> like there's very few special enemies uh, spawning. So I'm glad to hear. Oh
1: right, no, you, you'll if you'll see the footage now. I'm. This is just me playing single player on normal and. Things go south real quick. Just look at how many. Yeah, <laughs> I can see. Are spawning. There are three. I'm counting on screen at the moment.
0: I do love. Uh, <laughs> Wait, I there's mean, four. There we go. <laughs> this this is an area I didn't see in the beta. It's like a, yeah. an underground parking lot, and I I love the uh, the darkness and the glowing eyes of these zombies. I think exactly, they look yeah. really good.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I think. What what I can tell you, is, you know, coming off the bait and going to the main game is that there's a lot more variety in levels. There's obviously a lot more levels. And this is just one example where, you know, you in an underground garage, you have to destroy these nests. And yeah, it's real difficult to see what the hell is going on. Mm, <laughs> mm. This game gets the the atmosphere uh right i feel because there are times when you are just in broad daylight but there are moments like this where it's like oh my god (laughs) Uh, i can't see anything i just want to hide in a corner i don't want to go anywhere
0: but you're still Um, mowing down like thousands of zombies at a time it's
1: it's this thing of yeah like you if the game balances you know throwing so many zombies at you but still making you feel like you're not overwhelmed you know unless Mm -hmm. you mess up or whatever Mm -hmm. Um, you're still you're still very effective at you know destroying whatever comes your way Um, but yeah i think what's so important in that is obviously the card system which is you know a big i suppose the biggest change over um you know traditional left or dead or other games similar to this where You know, as you play the game, you unlock a resource called supply points and you use those to buy cards, which you use Mm -hmm. to build decks. So um, as I've said, the acts are broken up into small levels and at the end of each of these small levels, you get to choose a card from your deck. And these cards are just, you know, buffs for all intents and purposes. So for example, you could choose a card that makes your reload speed 25% faster. You could choose a card that gives you extra health or a card that gives you a little bit of health back when you melee kill an enemy. Um, so the idea is that you, you, you meant to play this game, you know, several times to grind out enough points to unlock all the cards, to then pull the deck to, you know, your play style, because you do get specific cards where it's like, this card is for all intents and purposes, you know, a shotgun focused card. And he has another mm. one that complements the shotgun card. Or here's another card that complements the specific character because each character in this game is eight of them, which I didn't know. I thought they were only gonna be four, um, but there are eight characters, and they all have you know a a perk uh, for themselves and a perk for the team. So the character I'm playing now Holly, for example, her her individual perk is that she takes ten percent less damage, um, and I think for the team she provides bonus stamina, it's something like ten mm. or twenty percent bonus stamina. So the idea is that. You know, balance that, uh, yeah. uh, I imagine it's, you know, well, sorry for the bad comparison, but like a destiny of like, you kind of have to build out a squad that complements each other. You know, you want to build out, I'm going to choose Holly with stamina, and someone's going to choose Doc who's got, you know, some medical proficiency, and someone's going to choose someone else who provides ammo. And then we're obviously going to build decks with different cards that don't overlap because there are some Mm -hmm. team buff cards, which I'm not entirely sure. Uh, if they stack um but yeah i think that's where the depth comes in the game and that's where you're going to find a lot of replayability because like i played left for dead one and two lots like they i've got fond memories of playing both for like hundreds of hours you know Mm -hmm. across Mm -hmm. just campaign and even the versus mode and that was just me playing the game because i enjoyed it there was no real incentive to keep playing whereas now it is a thing of like yeah i want to do some some runs get some supply points unlock cards and then mess around with different decks um so, so i the, think
0: it, is these supply points kind of how you're because we played um alien fire fire team elite mm-hmm. that's the one which is also like a left or dead like but that one had a very clear path of progression where you had an overall mm-hmm. like character level and that determined like your damage output, for example. So yeah. higher difficulties were like reserved for higher character levels. Back for Blood, mm. as far as I know, um, after each big act, you lose all the weapons you accrue during that act. Um and then you essentially you start, re- restart. You start yeah. from scratch. Yeah. So the only persistent thing is your supply points and your cards. So do you think by getting more cards um, that that enables you to take on hard difficulties, or can no, you take so, on the game's hardest difficulty off the bat, and it's just skill based?
1: I mean, I imagine you look if you're really good, you probably could play the game off the bat. But I think the cards definitely make it a lot easier. Um, okay, like I don't think I don't think the game's tiered off in a way that you know that's not like a for, sorry for the bad comparison, like a heartstone where it's like you've got common cards and uncommon cards and legendaries, you know, some cards are like distinctly like game changing. Like, yeah, sure you get cards, some cards in this game that are better than others, but Mm -hmm. you'll find that Mm -hmm. a lot of the more expensive, well, not expensive cards. Some of the, you know, the stronger cards usually are balanced off with something else Mm -hmm. where it's like this card. you'll get a card, for example, that'll give you like, I'm thumb sucking this, but say a card that gives you 25% reload speed. Okay. But you also get a card that will give you 40% reload speed at mm. the cost of you take 5 to 10% extra damage. Okay. So it's a thing of like you have to try balance out, you know, well, how good are we as a team? Are we good at like not taking damage? Cool. Then I could do with this buff. Or I've seen some guides online where it's a thing of like, okay, you can take the negative effect, but then just balance it out with another card, Okay, um, you know, to get rid of it. So, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but I feel like the intent of the game is in you want to play it to get supply points to unlock more cards, you know, to have mm-hmm, more, mm-hmm. more room to play with, I guess, you know, you, mm-hmm. you can sort of complement so your sets. with. I, with I guess that's kind
0: of cool because then like, because I haven't been playing this week, if I jump in with you, I won't be like behind you know what i mean i i will have fewer yeah. cards
1: you'll you'll yeah you'll have you'll have the basic cards but like you can still play with us it's not going to be a thing it's not of, like player level oh here. you know you you haven't unlocked better weapons because mm. you know weapons are the one thing in the game where they they sort of level up as you play the game you know you mm-hmm. buy attachments or you pick up attachments whatever um, but you you you'll be slightly underpowered in the sense of like oh you you're running a shotgun or you don't have this card that gives you 10% extra damage. Yeah, like it's it's definitely a slight disadvantage, but I don't think it's gonna break the game for you. Yeah, it's not that something matter. that you can so,
0: that you can't overcome with with like careful mm, play. Yeah. For instance yeah okay yeah I, I think I think I, like it, I think that, it would yeah. be
1: it'll be a problem if it was a thing of like your supply points are tied to
0: weapons
1: of, yes yeah okay you've got supply points now you need to go and buy better weapons to take on no the high I, difficulties. I think if you
0: unlocked weapons outside of the acts and then like that determined for instance, maybe the pool of weapons that could spawn during the map, that would certainly impact progression like heavily. Like if I can only choose from a pool of five weapons at the beginning and you Mm. having played more can choose like 30, you know, it's a very different type of game then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But
1: I'm I'm having a really good time with it. And yeah, I'll have more to say on it in the coming weeks as I struggle my way through veteran difficulty and potentially nightmare difficulty thereafter. Oh just just on that the the, the incentive to play in the harder difficulties is that you get more supply points. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. You obviously want to try figure out and
0: obviously just <laughs> uh, a, a challenge. Like I found the normal yeah. difficulty in the beta like fun, but also easy enough that I was like my brain was switching off after a while. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we'll we'll play more and we'll Sick. report Sounds back. good. Sounds mm-hmm.
0: good. Um, Mm -hmm. since we're well into this episode I'm just going to touch on uh, what I've been playing this week I've also haven't finished it but uh, I'm having a great time with it a little game called Unsighted Um, Unsighted this is a game developed by a team in Brazil Um, it's also on Game Pass Mm -hmm. and it is a sort of like a top-down adventure Metroidvania as well with little pepperings of uh, I would... I don't want to say Dark Souls, but it's got combat that's reminiscent of some of the tent poles in, in souls but it and yeah. then a little bit of like I feel like Legend of Zelda because it's got like distinct dungeons uh each with their own distinct mechanics um so if you played like Death Store earlier this year, it's very similar in that sort of vein um or okay. like a top down two d pixel adventure um so you, the, the the premise is you are playing as uh, a, a race called the automa- automatons, which are robots that humans built that have gained um, consciousness and like sentience and emotion thanks to this meteor that crashed on Earth. It basically turned them into humans. Okay. Um, the problem now is that the humans have uh, locked away this meteor and the sort of power that it lets off called Anima um is no longer accessible to your race the automatons. so every robot has this like ticking timer uh to their life and when that reaches zero they become unsighted which means they lose their humanity and they revert to just like i guess uh mindless killing machines um and i that premise bleeds into the gameplay in such a cool way so firstly, your character has uh, a timer on them. Like wh- whenever you pause the game or whenever you're playing, it will say 200 and something hours left until you go inside or whatever. And that's not <clears throat> real hours, that's like in-game hours. So it, it ticks down, I wouldn't say quickly, but it ticks down faster than you know normal hours. Mm. Um, but that extends also to all the side characters and NPCs you're inter- you interact with. Um, so whenever you're okay. in a conversation, uh, the NPC will say, oh, 72 hours left or 3,000 hours left, depending on who they are. Um, okay. And throughout your adventure, you find this item called Meteor Dust, which can add 24 hours to anyone's lifespan, uh, including your own. Because if you go and sighted, you you die. Uh, it hasn't mm-hmm. happened to me yet, but and I don't actually know what happens to the game at that point, but uh, yeah. But what's cool is that... Um, every now and then you'll get a little notification saying this NPC only has 24 hours left. You know, think about that. Because if they go Mm -hmm. unsighted, they die. Um, And if they were a merchant or if they were someone that handed out side quests, all of that stuff becomes inaccessible. Oh, wow. So you've got to like weigh up who you need to keep alive, who you want to keep alive. And also then what favors you want, because by giving Meteor Dust to, to characters, uh, you will increase a relationship meter with them, and that will unlock things like discounts and different side quests and stuff. So you might be like, "Cool, this NPC is gonna die," but honestly, I would be better served by keeping this other one alive because mm. they are going to give me something that is actually useful. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I love that aspect of the game. It doesn't feel. It doesn't feel like I'm always worrying about it the time like a you know like a sort of pressure Mm. thing so i don't think people need to be off put by that it just feels very organic and part of the the world you live in and you come across i mean if you explore enough you come across a lot of like meteor dust so it doesn't Mm. become like a huge issue um but but it's enough of an issue that you know you are still thinking about it all the time Um, yeah so yeah i i really like that aspect the combat is another part which really really uh, tickles my fancy it's a it's a stamina based combat system, so that's where the souls element sort of comes in. so every attack or dodge you make uh, drains down the stamina meter, and when it's you know fully down, you have to wait a bit of a while for it to recharge um, mm. and enemies are ruthless. they will kill you quite quickly uh, so combat is this delicate balance of uh, managing your stamina, um not overextending and Also, just identifying which enemies to pick off one at a time. Yeah, it also has one of the best, like I mean, Metroid Dread is up there in terms of good feeling parries, but this game, yo, it feels fucking. I mean, it it almost parrying almost feels crucial to the combat because some enemies Mm. just don't take a lot of damage if you're just hitting them normally, but when you parry them, then they go into like a vulnerable state, and then you do crit damage. Okay,
1: you do more damage. Yeah,
0: and you can do rad things like you can jump towards them and press attack and do like a like a jump attack so you close down a lot of distance and do more damage at the expense of more stamina being burned Mm. you know what i mean um okay so the combat flow when you get into it it just feels so good like i have so many clips of like walking into a room and there's like three or four enemies and you know just being very careful about how i i work through them but man it's it's fast and it's it's precise like if you mess up the game will punish you for it um so it's good it's hard but it's it's for it's like fair in a way um
1: well looking at this gameplay now this seems like my cup of tea (laughs) oh yeah it
0: it really is i mean you you buy new weapons you craft uh new weapons and items on blueprints that you get uh, you upgrade weapons and then you also have like sub weapons that also have their own utility so like Guns can shoot switches from afar. Uh you saw just now there was like a, a katana that can like mm. uh you can uh, uh, throw through fire which can burn certain elements. Um so yeah, it's it's really cool. And all the dungeons are like designed around a new mechanic that you found. So in the first dungeon, mm. I was using that um not katana, sorry, it's like a like almost like a glaive. Uh, Mm. and using fire to like find new uh, ways around areas in the second dungeon i was hitting switches that changed the area i was in from like day to night which revealed Mm. platforms and disappeared ones at other times so yeah it's just really good i i think it's a really smartly designed game that borrows all the best elements from other games but also feels Mm. unique in so many different ways yeah um and I'm having a great time with it. It's also, apparently it's relatively short. Like I think you can complete it in like 10 or 11 hours. Um, okay. I'm like halfway through, I think, cause I've done like three dungeons now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm having, yeah, I'm having a great time. I'm enjoying the little side stories that a lot of the characters um, have given me. And, you know, now I'm incentivized to keep the characters alive, uh, you know, long enough to resolve their side story. You know, yeah. I don't want them to die halfway through and never know how <laughs> how that ends. You know, um, my goodness. But it's a tough, it's a tough uh, balancing act. Uh, it's really good. Yeah. I really like the art as well. Like these mm. character models when you're in the menus, just look fantastic. Um, yeah, it, it's yeah. weird
1: because it's the game itself looks like very Pixar art, but then in yes. this menu now, I don't know. The characters just look a little bit more cartoony or lifelike.
0: Oh yeah, I'm just looking at the footage now. This chip system. So this is more like a uh, sort of like an upgrade system where you spend money to unlock new chip slots, and then you can every time you're at a checkpoint, uh, you can equip different chips. Like you can unequip ones and equip them, and you know, uh, more affecting ones will take up more space in your current, you know, yeah. uh, chip inventory, whatever. So. You can really change how your character like works um, Mm. every few minutes, uh, and I feel like that's really fun. Uh, That's cool. Like I've often gone in and just unequipped everything and just completely redefined how I want to play. Um, Mm. So it's really cool. Oh, the boss battles are phenomenal as well. Uh, Just really, really good uh, multi-multi phase bosses. Yeah, it's. The boss battles are like a highlights of this game, just seriously mm. good. Uh nice. so yes. Yeah, I would advise, I, I mean it's, those, it's on yeah. it's on Game Pass and it's it's on PC and Xbox Game Pass and I th- it's also on Switch, obviously not on Game Pass, but it is on Switch. <laughs> um I think it's great. Apparently there's multiplayer? It's got multiplayer. Yeah, what I've never hell? tried it. Um no idea how that works, but yeah, that might be interesting <laughs> to to investigate. Um uh, Okay. Yeah, it's a great game. I really really enjoyed cool. it. Yeah. Nice. Also, since it's developed by people in Brazil, some of the character names are Portuguese, which I think is cool. Manuel. Raquel (laughs) is one of the main characters. Really good. Nice. Really good.
2: Um, cool.
0: Cool. Should we bounce to game releases, as in the games that are releasing that you should play? Okay. You think
1: the year's over, but it's not. It's still got so much coming out. (laughs) You thought wrong. My goodness. Uh, uh I gotta get Where did my tab go?
0: VG twenty-four. Okay. Uh ah, so we are looking gotcha, at game gotcha releases bam. from today, the twenty-third of October, all the way up to October 20 Fuck, can you believe it? <sighs> can you believe it? So October 23rd to October 29th. Okay, so it's basically all the games left for this month. Mm. Um, okay. Big releases this week. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. That's out. Mm-hmm. Uh, PC My goodness. and the consoles, not on Switch. Um, <laughs> yeah. PCs
1: and the consoles, not you, Switch. Sit not down. you,
0: Switch. <laughs> get back in. Although, the, no, no, it is,
1: it is available on the Switch, but via cloud, isn't it?
0: Oh, you are right. Yeah. You are right. It's okay, Switch. You can come back. Come. Come Just back. bring your internet with you. <laughs> um, yeah, that's out. Oh. Uh, I... Neither of us have played it. I know of people no. who have played it, and uh, I'm curious. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm quite curious to see how it reviews because I've heard things. Yeah. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm curious. I've heard things that are not what I expected from that game, put it that way. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, that's October 26th. Also, on October 26th, I, di- I actually thought this was out already, uh, Darkest Dungeon 2 is coming out in early access, oh. so that's cool. Um, a lot of people love. love that first one, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, an early access, uh, "Forgive Me, Father," early a- uh, on PC, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Unliving <laughs> also coming out Steam early access uh, October twenty sixth. Uh, unliving,
1: also the another unliving. name for zombies. You know, we've got the Ridden, we've got Freakers, we've got the Unliving. I yeah,
0: mean. <laughs> I mean nothing, nothing beats just traditional zombies. It, mm. Uh October twenty eighth, Repu- Riders Republic, the uh I guess the ensemble extreme sports game from Ubisoft. Um mm-hmm. that's out on PC, the consoles, not switch, uh, and Stadia. My goodness. Uh October twenty eighth. Uh also on October twenty eighth, Wall of Law Four, also known as now, Age of Empires Four coming to PC. <laughs> Wall of four.
1: My goodness. Uh, I, I'm I missed did you play Age of Empires three?
0: I've never played any of the Age of Empires. <laughs> yeah, I played, played Age of them.
1: Empires 2 when I was a kid. Um, mm. And yeah, it's, 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 it's a time. So I'm quite curious to see how a modern day... I mean, because Age of Empires 3 also is came this, out like 45 years ago. Is this a remaster
0: or is it a, a no, no, brand I, new game? I think
1: Age of Empires 4 is a brand spanking new game.
0: Wow. Um, I'm kind of shocked that Microsoft <clears throat> hasn't been like pushing this harder. I don't know.
1: Uh, I don't know. It's it's an interesting one because it's PC only. Mm. So it's like, you know, who pushes it? Microsoft, because Xbox can't, like they can, but it's not on Xbox. You know what mm. I mean? It's on mm. Xbox Game Pass. So if you've got a PC, you've got Game Pass, can play that day one. So uh, it's, yeah, it's um, it's interesting.
0: Most It says here on the Wikipedia page, most game mechanics will migrate directly from Age of Empires 2, and the game events are set in the Middle Ages Telling the story about the Norman conquest of England.
1: Mm. Yeah, there's like a whole story mode and everything, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Cool. Cool. Yeah,
1: um, Age of Empires.
0: Yeah, there'll be eight <laughs> civilizations available. The English, the Chinese, the Mongols, the Delhi uh, Sultanate, Sultanate yeah, the French, the Abbasid Dynasty, the Holy Roman Empire, and the Rus. Never heard of the Rus before. Rus,
1: what? Cool. Cool.
0: So that's out. Um
1: uh, voice, got, voice of cards.
0: Yeah, <laughs> voice of cards, the Isle Dragon roars. That there's a lot happening just in that title, I'll tell you that much.
1: The, the prequel to Heart of the Cards. Yeah.
0: <laughs> with with the blue eyes, blue eyes, white dragon, <laughs> um PC PS4 and Switch.
1: Oh my God, Fatal Frame, Maiden of Black Water. That's
0: a horror game, isn't it?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny because I think, isn't Fatal Frame like closely linked to Nintendo? Nintendo? Yeah, Fatal But it's out Frame. on everything. So I think that, is that not a remake or a port of an older game?
0: Let's see. Let's see. Maiden in Black. It's a survival horror game developed by Koei Tecmo, the fifth main entry in the Fatal Frame series. It was originally published by Nintendo for the Wii U and worldwide. A remaster for 8th and ninth generation consoles and Windows. Is scheduled to launch this year, so it is a remake of the Wii U game.
1: Interesting. I cool. find it fascinating that Nintendo has this horror game. <laughs> it did not review I mean, well
0: <laughs> at the time. I'm yeah. just looking at it. It's got a 65 on Metacritic, so I know. Take that as you will. Oh,
1: and Mario Party Superstars. Yeah, I
0: totally. So, I keep forgetting that there's like a brand new Mario Party out.
1: <laughs> but correct me if I'm wrong. They didn't A Mario Party came out like a year ago, two years ago. ago. Two years ago. So is this just a brand new one?
0: Yep i I remember when it was uh, announced. It almost looked like DLC for the current one, but this is a a a brand spanking new, yeah, Mario Party, which is uh, well okay then.
1: (laughs) Interesting. Yeah Uh,
0: we we've got one Zelda, one Mario, one Splatoon, one Metroid, two Mario uh, Parties. But two Mario Parties. Uh, we haven't case. even had a new Mario Kart on this generation. we got a remaster. Uh, oh, but we got two Mario. My but goodness. we got two Mario parties. Uh, sure.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. <clears> And then next month. Oh, my. so. Oh yeah, um, next uh, month
0: is wild. Uh, I know you can already uh, start preloading Forza Horizon 5 on Game Pass, which is out on November 9th. So it's a
1: casual 100 gigabytes.
0: Yeah, it's a big game. But... Uh, Boy, I'm excited! for Is the it? Game. I am. You've got so a
1: whole deep. a whole Mexico to drive through compared to a war zone, <laughs> which is like I don't have many war zones like fucking now.
0: 300 gigs of this. Point. My it's God, so much, <laughs> so much happening in that game. It's uh, hilarious. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. Um, should we that's move it. to gaming news?
1: Game news. What is what is priority news this week? There's been bits and pieces but what do we start with Mm. Hmm.
0: i guess i guess the big one is a a gta remaster trilogy um
1: gta remaster trilogy we we spoke about this a week not a week or two ago like a couple of weeks ago because you mm, know these games were delisted from the their respective stores you know hot rumors of a trilogy and it has finally been confirmed you have Mm -hmm. Uh, a pack which includes Grand Theft Auto 3, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and Grand Theft Auto. All you had to do was follow the damn train, CJ, <laughs> Andreas. So. Um, That's good. <laughs> I, the, I, I've i played all of them. Um, mm. San San Andreas was great. Like, I, I really enjoyed it. But that mission can go die in a hole. <laughs> I've actually... I think everyone who's played it will know exactly which mission I'm talking about.
0: I think I've played all three of them, but never. You know what I mean? Played them. I've always played bits and pieces of them because I never, I, think, I never owned a yeah. PS2, so I never really I th- had consistent access to these. You know? Yeah, I
1: think I played a bit of Grand Theft Auto 3, but I definitely finished Vice City and San Andreas. I played them both on PC, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the- like we, I think we've spoken about this at length now, but like I'd be very keen to pick these up on a Switch. Are they coming to Switch?
0: i think they are actually no
1: like a switch to me is one of those things like yeah i can dive in you know i think they are coming to switch a little Um, bit here and there but i i do worry how these older like defining open world games hold up on a Mm. modern day stage where if you've never played them before you might play these and go these worlds Mm. feel kind of empty Mm. and it's not really that much to do i definitely
0: but... think it is a it's going to be a nostalgia thing like you are playing mm. them because you remember them um exactly so, yeah. so the, the p- part of the uh, enhancements coming to these because these have actually been ported to like unreal engine 4 in, a, in yeah. entirety um they will have gta 5 style controls which i think is great because mm. the control schemes of those games has not aged well well they um,
1: have snap to cover because that was not a thing
0: i think so i you know, the, the 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 short gameplay uh, trailer doesn't really give an overview of no. which mechanics are making their way through, but yeah, we'll see. Um, so I think that's pretty cool. I the art style differences are so interesting because
1: yeah, I'm trying to find. There was a tweet I saw. I it's Nibble. It's which? weird
0: because it's like. <laughs> It's definitely more defined, but they somehow yeah. retain the PS2 <laughs> the weirdness. polygon weirdness. I mean, yeah, so, we I mean, the the character—I don't even know his name—but the main character from three looks like a, a, a Fortnite character. He looks super strange. <laughs> so, yeah, so this,
1: this, is, this is cropped, okay, but this is original PS2, or whatever, and modern.
0: <laughs> so you see? It's like more defined, but still weird. It's still got like, like that classic look,
1: and then- like. There's,
0: this is Grand Theft Auto 3. Like I mean, that's, that's, that's quite a,
1: quite a stark that's difference. A, yeah, 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 it's yeah, a huge a... difference. Um, <laughs> audio listeners are having the worst time right now. We're looking at old and new going, wow, they've, they've done some the, stuff. The, so the weather
0: effects in, in the newer games look, I mean, really good. But I mean, even then, you look at the car in GTA 3 and it's still like low poly blocky, mm. you know. So I think that's cool because they... They've kind of they've skirted the line that so many remakes do now of mm. looking like how your brain remembers them. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, yeah. So th- I think that's cool for a, you know, just a nice nostalgic touch there. Um, yeah, I think it's sixty dollars for all three. It's yeah. a bit pricey in my view. Um, for it's not that bad given edition, sh- yeah. all three of them. They they're doing a weird thing though. Uh, so San Andreas, yeah, San Andreas as a standalone, is going to be on Game mm. Pass. Yeah. And I think I Vice that. City or 3 is going to be on PlayStation now. So mm. weird. Uh, but yeah. Well, okay then. They're releasing when? November 11th, I think. It's November 11th, yeah. yeah.
1: So, so that's yeah, cool. That's coming out.
0: November 11th um, is strange. We've got a GTA remaster. We've got the Skyrim remaster for new consoles and we've got KOTOR releasing really? on Switch.
1: Really? Is there another Skyrim remaster? Of course there's a
0: fucking Skyrim remaster. <laughs> if there's a new platform Todd Howard is there
1: he's there he's re- he's waiting yeah. Um, but yeah men- mention of of game pass and playstation it just quickly bounced to among us mm-hmm. finally coming to consoles which i can't believe this took this long to i genuinely I
0: mean, thought this had happened already <laughs> yeah i yeah,
1: mean i mean i think it's available on switch
0: yeah um See, I, I mean, maybe Among that's us, why I yeah. thought that it was on yeah. consoles already. Yeah, I love, I
1: love this this image though. That's <laughs> a very Xbox. good image. Little Xbox Series X with Among Us crewmates. Has Among Us like things. had its
0: day, or is it just fallen out of uh, the, the common I think like it's, chatter? Yeah, I think
1: it's out of the zeitgeist, but I'm pretty sure it's still played by many, many people. Um, but yeah, it's interesting because games got crossplay. It's like literally on everything now um including mobile so i think having it on xbox and playstation will just you know boost those player numbers uh, mm. because a lot of people i imagine have not even tried it despite it being on mobile so well i'm just
0: yeah. looking at the steam <clears throat> steam charts uh, among us its 24 hour peak was 11000 uh currently I mean, playing still is lot- 4000 yeah I mean, I mean, that's it's still a, a lot
1: given the game's been out for a long time. It's now. a
0: Far Cry from its all time peak right, of goodness. half a million. Uh, but yeah. yeah, that's still. But cool. also,
1: that's, that's just on Steam as well. That's now just on Steam. Now, imagine all obviously, the, yeah. that's just, <coughs> I mean, I'm sure a lot of
0: people are playing on their phones and stuff like mm. that. So, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. No, um, pervert,
1: I've got a logical flow here. Okay, you see this Xbox? on the I'm screen? ready. I'm ready. You can now buy it as a fridge.
0: <laughs> Damn. Nailed
1: it. Look at that, look at that. So yeah, this is funny because this Xbox mini fridge, I mean, when the Xbox Series X was first revealed, it became a meme because of its shape. Like, it's I I love the look of the Series X, but the fact that it's like a rectangular box just, you know, lends itself to some really good Photoshop. And one of those jokes was, you know, oh, the Xbox Series X looks kind of like a a fridge. And this that meme is, has now is become a reality.
0: I, I love how they basically took the original <laughs> Xbox Series X reveal trailer and just like did the same thing. But then at the end, the Xbox is a fridge. That is amazing.
1: Yeah, but it says the world's most powerful. And you're like, oh, what is it? And it and, says you know, mini fridge. <laughs> leaves,
0: leaves the competition X- cold. But, oh, my God.
1: But it's I love how self-aware it is because this is just – this is somebody who pitched – an idea of like, hey guys, this this fridge meme is off. is you know, it's it's popular. <laughs> Why don't we just see this through? Mm. And this leads us to this article. The Xbox Series X fridge has sold out immediately, gets review bombed and has attracted Imagine a huge review scalper. bombing a
0: fridge. Like, come on, man. I mean, come I on. can't believe it. But what are you doing with your life?
1: Some some marketing exec is smiling to the bank right now, thinking this was this really was just a dumb idea that has been turned into a full product that is now just sold out yeah (laughs) i want one i wouldn't say no
0: i mean they are going to be produced like mass produced i think this is just Mm. like the initial run it's the initial run yeah Uh, this isn't a collector's item you know it's not going to be a limited release um but yeah i think in the states it's only selling at Target. So it's only like one Mm. retailer i think it is in a bunch of other regions and i know uh, Aaron Greenberg of Microsoft said that they want to bring it to more regions. Hope that means mm. here because it's like a hundred dollar fridge, which is not bad. Um, and For a I little like, mini fridge. Yeah, yeah, I'd fucking put that in like my office or something and just mm. smash some. Throw <laughs> so your actual I, you Xbox can, out the You're only allowed to put Mountain Dew in there. It's the only drink <laughs> you're allowed to put in there. I love um, how
1: yeah, there's no there's no brand affinity. Here. It's no, just a zero. a it's green just like, and black drink. But we all know Mountain we all know Dew. it's Mountain
0: Dew. It's the right we fruit, all know. Yeah. Uh, apparently it's um, got a usb port on it as well so you can like <laughs> charge i don't know charge your controller <laughs> or are the they xbox announcing
1: fridge? Uh, the skyrim port <laughs>
0: oh, yeah you can play skyrim on your xbox fridge it'll happen <laughs> my goodness Uh <laughs> you've got your fuss <laughs> okay. radar mode which makes everything very cold
1: <laughs> wow what news are what's you your next X? logical
0: flow i'm waiting
1: well we've got the fridge you know it's what many fridges are great for cooling drinks what do you drink what's the best time to have a drink when you watch a movie that's right <laughs> <laughs> the world premiere of the Uncharted movie Um, well the movie trailer oh this um, movie
0: that's been in like development hell for like 10 years now yeah i the,
1: the the this news feed does playstation's blog doesn't crop so nicely on our setup here I'm sorry so you, you're getting half text here but this is the most important bit here I'm gonna make it nice and big oh, I need to put the volume down and we're, gonna, we're just going to have the trailer running in the background yeah. So video yeah. viewers are getting some premium Uncharted footage. Audio listeners, imagine you're watching Uncharted, the movie, but it's the trailer. So
0: this movie has gone through so many iterations that initially Mark Wahlberg was meant to be Nathan Drake, and now Mark Wahlberg is <laughs> Sully. They um, just aged him up a bit. Tom Holland is Nathan Drake. Um, and Tom Holland still looks like a child. So it's very hard for me to see Nathan Drake it's, in him. You know what I mean?
1: It's such a weird thing because, so if you've watched a trailer and you've played the Uncharted games, you'll notice a lot of parallels between Uncharted 3 and Uncharted 4. Like Uncharted mm. 4 specifically is like the latest Uncharted, but also acts, it's got, you know, echoes of an origin story because it touches back on Nathan Drake's past. Mm. Um, but, I don't know. It feels like they've they've just taken elements from all the games and just thrown them into one movie, which I find very they weird they have
0: they have quite literally taken all the the set pieces from all the games and smooshed them into one like mm. the the area where you meet Chloe there reminds me a lot of Uncharted Two exactly um you've mm. got you've got Nathan's brother mentioned, which was Uncharted Four, which
1: but even Nathan's brother, I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure you gonna see him in the movie who's playing his brother have they yeah. confirmed that another young kid like, I don't um know.
0: and then i mean <laughs> the, the the final scene in this whole trailer is just the climatic like airplane fight from uncharted 3 um mm. which in a game was a cool set piece in the movie just looks ridiculous like <laughs> just looks ab- i mean I he jumps put- he jumps towards the plane like is the plane going yeah. backwards defile like, science how, like, how Completely. How, yeah Listen, actual I, physics. I don't know. I just can't. The casting to me feels so off. I I can't get behind well, Tom Holland as Nathan Drake, uh, or even Mark Wahlberg as Sully. Like, I Mark
1: Mark Wahlberg as Sully, I I can buy that. Okay, hear me out. I can buy that. But why does he not have the moustache? Yeah, like that is just. He just looks like Mark Wahlberg. It's an actual crime yeah. against this. Oh my gosh! Sorry, wrong wrong new scene. <laughs> the, the, the casting <laughs> the for Chloe crime.
0: seems very good though. I yeah, she sounds like Chloe, she yeah, th- she looks like Chloe. Just I think that's solid, but I just can't get behind the Tom Holland I, I can't. Yeah. It just he he looks like a baby version of Nathan Drake and it just Yeah, but yeah. that's
1: that's why I'm I'm a bit torn. Like, look, I, I don't expect the movie to be fantastic. But I imagine neither. it's gonna be like good popcorn fun, which I'm fine. Like I'm not a, I'm not a difficult um person to please with the movie. Like I enjoy a variety of things. But it it's just a weird thing to me how given uncharted's like uncharted's got a rich history it's been around for more than a decade I, I don't know when the first i mean the first one came out on ps3 it surely it's more than a decade like surely you would start off like here's the entry point to what could be a franchise like this is nathan drake and this is uh, you know sally but it feels like they've taken everything and just squishing it into this movie which could be a good or bad thing. It means like if they make a second one, you know, they just, you know, dive into, you know, un- untold stories. Um, I don't know. I-, I wouldn't like the way I feel, I wouldn't be surprised if in the movie we see the iconic train
0: sequence from oh, Uncharted definitely. 2. Definitely. Like it's, it's going to fuck. If you're either. throwing
1: everything in the kitchen sinking, how would you not have that? Oh, so. It's
0: definitely going to be there. Yeah. and And that just makes me wonder, like, are they really just pushing this out to be like, hey, remember all these these four games? Fuck, they were cool, right? Like, mm. I don't know. Yeah. I I don't have much faith in this. Like Sony's game to movie stuff, like I really thought they were gonna they were gonna hit a winner when they announced like Ratchet and Clank as an animated movie. Mm. And that just sucked. Like that really sucked. I know. Um so yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know.
1: Staying this, to be honest, so. man. So you know what you need to recover from that that story. Tell me, tell me. That's right. You need some chocolate.
0: <laughs> Ooh, some haunted chocolate, spooky so, chocolate.
1: You guys like Stardew Valley? Um, not really. The the what Stardew Valley? Good time. I, I put a good 30, 40 hours into it, and that's that's baby numbers, if I'm being honest. <laughs> that is people baby put, numbers. Yeah, put hundreds, if not thousands, of hours into this game. Um, but concerned ape, um aka Eric Barone, the creator, is making a new game finally called Haunted yeah, Which Concerned Apes Haunted yeah I think I think the the elevator pitch is you run a chocolate store in a haunted mansion, which, which is,
0: seems so cool. I I like that. I was immediately sold by the premise. Mm. Like you know what it reminds me of, there's a, a game that came out a while back called Moonlighter. Um mm-hmm oh uh, yeah yeah you ran like a yeah. weapon store and at night you mm. had to go into dungeons to defeat monsters to stock up your weapon store with new weapons yeah. so this reminds me of that because it looks like you go out into this like i don't know this other world and fight enemies to get um stuff yeah. ingredients to make your chocolate like look look mm. at these green blobs you're just hitting with a stick and these crows this um, game
1: very much in terms of style Starly stardew, <laughs> very Stardew.
0: Um, but Stardew didn't have combat like this, so this is a...
1: No, I mean, stardew, stardew had some combat. I mean, you okay. could explore the mounds, um, but yeah, it wasn't like at all combat focused. Um, not that this is, but I think but I will have decor. to believe that he's, he's leading into more combat with this game. Looks um, like you given you, that-
0: you host a store with chocolate. Um, I'd Look...
1: Stardew Valley is just a good, wholesome time. So Mm. I expect the same from this. Lots of
0: character Um, interactions here. Um, Mm. Very good character portraits. I think they look great. Mm. Um, Yeah, Yeah. this is cool. Uh, No release date or release window. It just says in development. So Mm. who knows? Uh, But yeah, that's cool. I mean, Stardew Valley really rocked the world uh, when it came Mm. out. Um, And he supported it. He supported it so well um over time yeah. so yeah yep. this is cool i think it was actually uh, in um jason tri's first book blood Swin and pixels he interviewed um eric barone yeah there's, he a, said, there's
1: a whole chapter in this and mm. if you want to read a story of like i don't know pure, a lot of
0: risk and sacrifice and, yeah.
1: yeah sacrifice like this dude's it, girlfriend was, slash it was yeah, wife at the yeah basically Eric Barone, basically supported him, yeah, yeah, like like two, three years why
0: he put this game together. him and his girlfriend really felt like Harvest Moon wasn't satisfying their harvest moonness uh craving, mm. and so he set out to make a game, and she supported them throughout that entire process, which is a sacrifice and in both of their parts, to, so yeah, to
1: be clear, when he set out to make a game, it was he literally did everything. he had never made a game He's, yeah. He's a one-man trick po- uh, one <laughs> a one-man circus who who just mm-hmm. does every damn act. I, I'm still amazed that you know he he he's done the art, the music, everything. It's
0: but it's I think why the story. game worked was both of them knew what they wanted from a new exactly. type of game like this, and they're like, let's make the game we would love to play. And it turns out that yeah. a lot of people felt the same as them. You know what I mean? So yeah yeah um, um so I, I do know in that chapter he said that he wants his next game to only take two years and that was in 2016
1: so Oops. stardew just suck <laughs> this man's life up <laughs> um yeah and some uh quick pieces of news before we end microsoft uh. has uh oh, sorry i've got a segue into this you need <laughs> you need space to stall that new uh Chocolate, chocolatier game. Here you go. Xbox has announced. Well, Microsoft has announced larger Xbox storage. Um, also, it's expensive. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking expensive. Um, it's it's the yeah. headline of this article. New larger Xbox storage expansion. Expansion costs more than an Xbox Series.
0: Well, it S. does. I mean, you know, I I still defend Microsoft's approach to this. I think both Sony and Microsoft have valid reasons for how they went about giving uh, players options for expanding storage. Mm-hmm. I think Sony's one alienates a lot of people. I think a lot of people are not even gonna bother. Um, mm-hmm. And I think Microsoft's version is easy to put on a shelf and understand you for most people. literally plug it in, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and genuinely, like I got one and I literally just plugged it in the Xbox, like, hey, cool, done, like mm-hmm. sorted. It's, it's one of the most painless things ever. Um, and the price for the one terabyte version was not terrible it's like $230 which yes you can get much faster storage that you can pop in your PS5 for $180, $190. I get it, but uh mm. the ease of use here and the format, you know, make it worthwhile. The 2 mm. terabyte price here makes no fucking sense. It's $400. It is $400 <laughs> which is you know at at least at least $50 more than any competing drive in mm. that uh, capacity range and speed, so it's just a huge, so sur- like a huge surge in price to me. Um, I don't think it's worth it. I, I think if you're buying, listen, people can buy what they want, but I think four hundred dollars for that is just crazy. Um, it's yeah. an obscene amount and, of money and it, it does nothing but make Sony's uh, approach look better, uh, in my view.
1: Huh? I'm still of the opinion, and I, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm alone in this. But I'm of the opinion that internet speeds are fast enough that storage space almost feels obsolete to me. Um, mm-hmm. Like personally, I mean, I'm not playing five to eight games at a time on my PlayStation, mm-hmm. so like I don't see myself upgrading storage because I'll just uninstall something, and if I want to play it in a year, I can download it in relatively. In relatively short space of time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i mean and this is in south africa like you got <laughs> way faster speeds overseas um that you could download you could download like 50 gigs in i don't know an hour or two if
0: that' way no, faster i agree with you um there's definitely a trade-off on it's it's definitely it's just the convenience yeah convenient yeah, I
1: mean, which to each their own but I, to yeah. me i'm just like i can't see myself forking out for anything
0: I mean, um, I, I've I've purchased the one terabyte for the Xbox and my PlayStation, and yeah, you know, I did that because I just got really irritated by every time we got new code or new game, it was mm. like you have to uninstall like two things, and I was just like, Fuck, yeah, you know, so I'm done with this. But it is a convenience thing. Like I have more games installed on my Xbox than I know what to mm. do with currently. So, <laughs> like <laughs> it's
1: the Xbox Game Pass curse, it, it really Xbox is. Add that to my list.
0: Uh, but yeah, I I think the two terabyte option here sucks uh you also have a 512 gig option for uh 140
1: 40
0: my view it's not a bad price but i would just wait for like a bit of a a discount on the one terabyte and just take the plunge Mm. there Uh, yeah because i mean
1: the reality reality is that games are also not going to get smaller i think they're going to get bigger as the generation goes on like I have to believe that in five, six years' time, when we're looking at the next Xbox and PlayStation, by then games will be—you know—the average yeah. will be
0: a hundred. It's just natural games, progression whatever. as yeah. as textures and um, you know uh, assets become larger and larger and larger. That's what's, just how it what's works. What's wild yeah. to me
1: is that my my PS3, if I'm not mistaken, was a 40 or 60 gig version. Yep, and look like. Back then, it's like yeah, that that's more than enough. Looking at it now, I'm like, my god. The I Xbox
0: could... 360 launched with a 20 gig hard drive,
1: mm-hmm. and then my PlayStation 4 was a 500 gig. And even that is
0: like, wow, that's so well, much space. The They're Nintendo gonna... Switch in 2017 launched with what only 32 gigs 32. internal storage, <laughs> which it, at the time was are still a small. Yeah, but even weirdly. that, like, I mean, Breath of the Wild was like eight gigs, so it took like a quarter of your hard drive off the bat like nah but still eight sure gigs it's <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> it's so small well the switch doesn't count because you can just pop in an sd card and those it's cost true. next to nothing so that's true and also so the, nintendo, the
0: new oled comes with 64 gigs 64. Internal, which i think is mm-hmm. really nice yeah so
1: the, <laughs> people laugh at nintendo but they they're miles ahead of the storage game here that storage is so cheap mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. but last piece of news before we bounce um We've we've got this this ongoing tradition where every week we somehow touch on the Activision slash Blizzard drama in some way, Um, but this is at least a good spin in that Overwatch's McCree has now been renamed to, well, not renamed, gets a new name, uh, Cole Cassidy, which just long story short, if you didn't know, McCree was actually named after a staff member, Jesse McCree, who has since had allegations and whatnot you know, circulate about mm-hmm. him, um, mm-hmm. which is just, you List know, in Blizzard, bad taste uh, given that, yeah. yeah. Um. So Blizzard's answer was to just rename the character, which I think is fair.
0: Um, Paul Cassidy is a decent name. Sounds like a cowboy to, to me.
1: To be completely honest, I'm quite surprised at how easy it feels that this transition was. Like, I, even, even going through, I saw on Twitter and I thought, oh my God, they are going to be, a lot of people hating on this and to my surprise like there are haters but there are a lot of people going like oh okay yeah, cool like whatever. Yeah, that's Cole. fine yeah Cassidy, so yeah. yeah and I guess we'll we'll end on that on that not so bombshell uh, it's your, it's your week.
0: weekly blizzard news <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's news this week
0: wow like Cole Cassidy's hair I nearly said McCree there looks way worse when he's not wearing his hat just realised <laughs>
1: Put that hat on. What are you doing? <laughs> Good lord.
0: Get a haircut. <laughs> Fuck.
1: My goodness. Yeah.
0: There we go. So now. Questions. We're getting to the questions and answer parts of the podcast. If you want to send us questions, you can email us. at gmail.com. That is at gmail.com. You can also uh, email us. Checkpoint wait hold on no that was the email never mind you can find us on social media <laughs> at Checkpoint Chat chats on twitter on facebook on tiktok uh everywhere there whoa matty has a ghost chair moving behind him There's just oh. there's just motion <laughs> behind him yeah
1: what just happened uh, um we have mm, a question from cello z a who oh, would have thunk <laughs> this is actually a really good question uh what are the three games that molded you into the person you are today?
2: Hmm.
0: That's that's, that's way he too mature a question for cello. <laughs> it's a ghostwriter.
1: Mine would be RuneScape, Team Fortress 2, and Dota 2. Yeah, RuneScape.
0: What is RuneScape? RuneScape's I know the name. Old this RuneScape is real RuneScape. Old. Yeah. Is
1: it a? If, if I'm not mistaken, Online they
0: they announced like a sequel to RuneScape recently, or one came out. It's an,
1: MMORPG, what? This is the side of Chilla I never knew existed. <laughs> yeah, so, RuneScape, RuneScape launched. A- it's
0: like the it's like the blueprint for what World of Warcraft. Oh my god,
1: two thousand and one. Yeah, this is baby Chilla. This is baby <laughs> Chilla playing Chiller. <laughs> <laughs> playing some online games with his mates. Um, which are the Team Fortress Two and Dota Two. I completely see that. Uh, I met Chilla via Team Fortress Two and played a lot of Dota Two with the same. Same person all these years later. Oh, um, this, is,
0: this is what I was thinking of. So uh, it was originally released in 2001. It was a game built with the Java programming language originally just running in browser. Fuck me. Um, my goodness. But it was largely replaced by a standalone C++ client in 2016. That's what I was thinking of. The game has sold. Oh, uh, has had over 200 million accounts created, and is recognized by the Guinness World Records as the world's largest and most updated free MMORPG.
1: Really? Over and above all the Warcraft. Free. Ah, uh, yeah, but still. Oh, and RuneScape
0: was released on Steam on October 14th, 2020. That's probably what. Ah, uh, okay. Of here. Okay, Chella cool. should
1: relive his glory days. Download. Rudescape. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but what three games molded you into the person you are today? Hmm. Hmm. Mm. It's interesting. Uh, my, That's hard my, it's hard because it's not
0: it's not I it's not necessarily your three favorite games. It's the ones that
1: No, it's I think to me it's it's more games you played in your childhood that stand mm. out. Mm. Um so I can give one off the top of my head is uh Quake 2. Oh yeah. That was okay. a game I mean, I've, I'd obviously played a bunch of games before then, but at at the time, we got like a new PC, and uh, I think my brother or one of his friends gave us Quake Two, and I played that game way too many times. Um, I mean, that that I would argue is maybe where my love for first person shooters like actually started. Like, I'd played Wolfenstein and Doom and that, but mm-hmm. I think Quake, a Quake Two. It was just like this whole new like, oh my God. <laughs> it's a whole three D game with environments and different levels, it's dialogue, there's different weapons. And then I mean, the, I won't put this on my list, but that's followed by the likes of the original Half Life, which mm-hmm. had an actual mm-hmm. story. It was like, whoa. <laughs> so oh
0: what? my God, first person shooters can be uh, can, can like be story. Games. Dialogue. What? Yeah. yeah. So okay. I, I
1: put forward Quake Two as my number one pick.
0: But you have to choose three.
1: I know, I'm still thinking. (laughs) Oh, okay,
0: okay. Um, Probably the first one I would think of is definitely Crash Bandicoot. Um, Mm -hmm. I never owned consoles as a kid, uh, well, at least early in my life, so a lot of my time was spent at a friend's house where that sort of like fostered my love for games. I would spend weekends Mm. at friends and not at home just so I could play games and I think the very first PS1 game I played was Crash Team Racing, actually. Oh, nice. (laughs) Um, But it was really on a trip. I remember we went on a work trip. Uh, My dad used to go to Germany a lot. um, And we joined him one year and uh, had a video store there. we rented a PS1 for the time that we were there. And we got mm-hmm. Crash Bandicoot 3 with it. And I played nice. Crash Bandicoot that 3. That is
1: a good Crash.
0: And yeah, that game, I mean, I've played it so many times since, but that is the like single game, the sort of moment that I'm like, this is, well, you know, I didn't realize at the time, but looking back, I'm like, that was the flashpoint in my life that this is mm. this is something that's going to be important for the rest of my life. Mm. So yeah, yeah, definitely that, definitely that.
1: Well, hard cut to to me on the PlayStation One. I played a lot of things on the PlayStation One, um, but a big shocker, Final Fantasy Seven. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's another title. My 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 brother doesn't. I'm sure he knows this, but he's a big influence or big reason why I'm a gamer. Because being a lot older than me, he was the one to you know bring forth <laughs> the games into my life. I was I was just a baby. I did not know half. I don't know anything <laughs> about about this stuff. But again, Final Fantasy VII, I think he bought it. Um, or, yeah, And it was a thing of like, I think we just both knew it was this big game that everyone is talking about. And it's such a weird thing because I remember being very young. I mean, 97. If I don't think we got it on launch, but I was maybe 9, 10, 11. Mm-hmm. But just the fact that I was having to read through this game and explore and there's this whole combat system. And I managed to finish that game um, like no walkthroughs anything I just think Yo, it shows that's, how that's impressive how, young, how it yeah. consumed me I was just I, was, I love that game so having Final Fantasy 7 remake last year was like a like a chef's kiss of like wow mm. <laughs> mm. this is just as good as I remember it being when I was a kid
0: that's really um, cool though because yeah. it's not like I said it's not an easy game like mm. to comprehend well so. to be
1: fair I think a lot of people played and finished games when they're younger whereas an adult you're like how
0: yeah, and the answer yeah. is
1: you just had the time. Yes, that's just had true. You banged your more head more time it until- to just just pour into games. I mean, I've I've since played like one example um, that comes to mind is also Abe's Odyssey on PlayStation oh, One. Yeah. That game is very challenging. Like I replayed it many years later, and I died a lot. And I was like, "How did I ever finish this as a kid?" Mm-hmm. Um, and the same goes for. Shit, I'm going. Sorry, I'm going down the rabbit hole here. The likes of the original Contra. Um, which is another game i I could arguably put forward that game is brutal like oh yeah horrifically brutal and i did finish that as a kid because i just had the time to Mm. like oh i know i've learned the patterns now i know how the levels work um mm -hmm. joe my my second pick final fantasy 7
0: um my second pick would almost definitely be the first halo halo combat Mm -hmm. evolved um the first console I ever owned was the original Xbox. Um, and funnily enough, I had a friend at school who got one as well. Like, what are the fucking odds considering it wasn't sold yet? Um <laughs> yeah, that and, is
1: actually yeah, an anomaly. How, kind how? of kind of
0: strange, <laughs> yeah. Um and we both just adored Halo like um a lot of weekend, well, we played through the campaign in like split screen co-op. Um and we just played a lot of multiplayer like split screen just like 1v1 essentially Mm. i played so much halo combat Evolved. like Mm. that game is just and that's partly why i'm i'm like biased when it comes to the series because i just think it's Mm. so cool i think it's such a cool like halo 3 was like a release i looked forward to with bated breath like when i got that collector's edition and stuff like it was it was such a cool moment Mm. um yeah i'm super stoked for infinite and but i still regularly replay the first one because i think it's still a pretty oh, yeah? fucking fantastic nice. game yeah it's really really fun so that Master Chief that's, Collection. that's the definitely toggle,
1: up there the toggle remastered and original text still looks good
0: yeah, <laughs> still looks good uh still some of the best i don't know just some of the best like combat freedom and design um and just like a would cool you, fucking atmosphere. I, I love it, yeah.
1: Would you say that the combat evolved?
0: Certainly has evolved <laughs> since then. <laughs> like <laughs> Master Chief can sprint. It's really fun wow. now. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. You play those games now um, and they just feel a bit slow because you're just walking at the <laughs> same... Well, I guess Half-Life is the same. You're just walking at the same pace, mm, yeah.
1: Yeah, Half-Life too, they added the sprint at least. Thank the um, Lord. My third game... Uh, it will come as no shock that i need a platformer and of course the first three mario games are there like I, I i mean i've obviously played all three of them but i have vivid memories of playing number two weirdly enough which is not at all a traditional mario game um because it's yeah uh but three specifically was just a a good time lots of you know inspiration for what followed a lot of uh, well i think a lot of mario games take inspiration from number three in terms of you know there's different biomes there's different um power-ups mm-hmm. and it's just a fantastic platformer which to this day i still love me a good platformer no shock there and i'm pretty sure it's because of mario so yeah
0: i've never played any of those games shut to your completion. shut your whole mouth <laughs> 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 I need to. I've I've never I've never played three or world to completion. Like I I mm. just need a fucking I wanna
1: play. World, weirdly enough, is the one that I never played either. Oh is it? I just okay. I've just I've I mean I've started up on Switch and gone, huh, oh, this is the one that everyone says is like the definitive Mario Like yeah. it's, e- either, Mario it's either three is like or world. The like thing, people yeah. will um but World is the one I've also just never gotten around to playing and I really should.
0: Huge um, fan of World's art style to be honest. Like
1: it's Weird. it's I've played. <laughs> i've played more of world in super mario maker 2 than i have of actual
0: world the music um, in world is really good though i think mm. i think it's fun so yeah, yeah. Mm. uh my third one isn't necessarily a super old game what well, might be by today's standards it's like a decade old now but um portal and am portal 2 specifically oh, yeah. portal 2 um that's the game. Which I need to replay. Like at some point. It's the the so I I the original portal, like the concept of it was just so mind-blowing to me. Like mm. I I cannot tell you how many times I poured over like trailers for that game. Just like, holy shit, mm. this is such a cool mechanic. And yeah. I think that's when my brain started ticking into I'm consuming games to I want to design them. I want to make something like this. You know, like mm. I still love if I had to. Create a game today, it would be a puzzler because I think puzzlers are very complex to make, but also very cool to see like a reaction from a player so mm. portals up there is like one of my favorite puzzle games um that is a just great it's puzzle game. yeah it's, it's it's so unique and interesting, and yeah, uh, you know the first one was made by students, so mm. you know it's the sort of like dream uh that you always held on to or at least I did when. When I was studying game design, so and
1: it came yeah. part of the orange box, which was oh, a. what
0: a package! What a package!
1: The the package for for those of you who don't know, the orange box launched. I don't know. Twenty seven, two thousand
0: seven, yeah, two thousand
1: seven. Uh, okay, or later two thousand. Um, and that had all. The, it was Half Life two, two Half Life two, Episode one, one, Episode two,
0: Team Fortress Portal, two, and Portal and Team Fortress two. It was and, a and Portal was just like this thing like. Here's this experiment from Valve. It's like a three, four hour puzzle game called Portal. And it was like arguably the best part of that entire thing. So mm. yeah. yeah. That was also the if, first time Half-Life was on console. Because it came out on 360. Uh,
1: it came out as a, yeah, as a
0: wild. <laughs> I played a lot of Team Fortress 2 at that time as well. Um, I wouldn't mm. say it, it shaped me, but like... I think that's still one of the most like played uh multiplayer games mm. uh, I have. I got really yeah. into Team Fortress 2.
1: That's so weird. What happened? <laughs> I don't know if you heard that, no. Linsa's laptop just spoke to me. She's not here. <laughs> um but yeah, I played a bunch of Team Fortress 2, but my, I mean, my my most of my online time was spent in Counter-Strike Source and then Team Fortress 2 and then that rabbit hole that was Heroes of New Earth and Dota 2, and then now Counter Strike. I think
0: Counter Strike would be like a fourth one to me because, like, even though I don't play it now, um, as a kid I used to go to internet cafes and play a lot of Counter Strike, like mm. 1.6, and eventually ah, Source. So.
1: Yeah, I I could arguably swap out. So Quake 2 just came to mind because I remember playing that as a kid, but arguably I could easily replace it with a Counter Strike because likewise played a bunch of lands transition into source when i had adsl and then today i still play <laughs> global yeah. offensive no, damn good. that game it's good too time. good it's, it's too good it's really yeah. good i
0: mean i love <laughs> i loved playing rats the, the rats map uh, oh N1. the rat maps, yeah map was real good yeah i really enjoyed that um mm. do they do they still have rats in global offensive
1: I I have to believe they do, but I've I've never played them myself. I
0: guess it's not um, a super popular map. It's just more of a no, but I, I imagine
1: there must yeah, but I imagine there are people who play them. I liked
0: so. I liked uh hitting the sponge on the floor and bouncing up in the air. <laughs> it was a real fun time.
1: <laughs> it was just yeah, I I think being kids it was just fun to be like oh You're like, I'm oh so everything's little. big, oh honey, I shrunk the kids <laughs> so uh, yeah. you know,
0: pew pew version. So.
1: Exactly. So, yeah. That is all the questions. Thank you for that question, Trevor. Mm, thank you for idea? that
0: extended question. Uh, if you want to send us questions like that, you can also email us, checkpointchatpodcast.gmail.com. You can also message us on social platforms at Checkpoint Chat, on Twitter, on Facebook, on TikTok, on Instagram, anywhere, anytime. Um,
1: all of the places.
0: Yeah, all of the places. Um, And that's been episode 165 of Checkpoint Chat. Um, mm-hmm. As always, Thank you so much for listening. Couldn't do this without you. Except for Cello. We could definitely do this without you. I um, kid. I love Cello. Now and then.
1: He's a good guy.
0: He's a good dude. Now and then.
1: Some, sometimes. He's <laughs> a good dude. Yeah. Sometimes.
0: sometimes. Um, oh, good thank you so much for listening. Uh, and we will see you next week. Okay. Bye. Bye.